one guy, I gave him my leftovers. This was like last week. And normally I'm not out just like, oh, you're homeless. Here's my leftovers. Because there's a lot of homeless and I don't want it to look like I'm playing favorites with the homeless guy. No, never But mind. he was very clever with what he said. He's like, hey, man, are you attached to those leftovers? <laughs> and I'm like. That's good language. Yeah, it's like, no, man, I'm not really attached to them. <laughs> I don't like, have attachment. So here you go. So, I, I mean, it was just French fries, uh, two pieces of bread and one avocado fry. I went to Hermano's. So it was just all like the appetizers that I had left over. And so you weren't, you really weren't attached. No, I mean, I was, I was looking forward to eating it later, but it's not like I was bummed that I gave it up. You know, I went on this one date with a girl and she was, she was all right. She was a vegan and very like we matched on Tinder and she was venting about how all the guys she's seen are like posing with dead coyotes and they're, hunts and everything and i'm like oh that's weird and that is weird and it wasn't me trying to get in her pants that is just, that's weird. just fucking weird yeah and she's the like that, uh, like straight dudes do on tinder that you don't do they're all weird it's all weird and it shit. makes you stand out when you don't do it yeah. like you don't pose with fish when you go fishing you don't pose with the fucking dead coyote and i told her i'm like yeah well every thanksgiving we take our like turkey skeleton and we throw it over the wall for the like coyotes at my parents house to just chew on and shit and then like that got her interested she's like oh you take care of them and i'm like i mean i'm not vegan i'm telling you i eat a turkey on thanksgiving but then i throw the leftovers at least you're not malicious about it yeah like i feed the wild animals and uh so we go out and first off this girl she's late to the date we said seven she thought we said eight so i'm at the hub and i'm waiting for her and I, and I think the servers are thinking I'm getting stood up and everything. Yeah. So I have a beer while I'm waiting. And usually I don't like to drink on a first date just as like a thing because I don't know how they are with alcohol. Yeah. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to have a drink. Like, I don't care. Like, you're late. I'm going to drink. Not like drink, drink. I had a have beer. A, have a drink. Yeah. yeah. And so she shows up. And this is just a very weird date. Like, she shows up and the server was really nice to us that night. And I was like, nice with her and everything. And the girl looks at me and she's like, do you know the server? She's been really friendly towards you. And I'm, and I want to say, no, I bet she's just happy. I didn't get stood up. Cause like I was there for, I was there for 35 minutes and like we were texting. So I knew she was running late. Yeah. Cause I'm like, Oh, Hey, this is where I'm at. And she's like, Oh shoot. I thought we were blah, blah, blah. I'm on the way. It's like, okay. And afterwards we have our, uh, leftovers were walking down the street. She straight up offers it to a homeless guy. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm on a date. I can't say no, 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 no. I want these leftovers for later. So <laughs> I, yeah, I gave it to him also. And then I was really bummed because I didn't eat my whole food. It was like a lot of mac and cheese and I'm trying not to get all gassy on a date, you yeah, know, yeah. so like you pace yourself. And I was really looking forward to eating that later because it was good mac and cheese. I think I got the lobster mac. This oh, fucking homeless guy man. is gonna be eating fucking nice. Hey, he didn't deserve that. Yeah, he didn't work for that. God, <laughs> dude, date etiquette is so fucking weird to me, man. Like, I just sometimes just want to fucking fart my fucking eyes out when I'm on a date, and I just can't do it. Yeah, like you can't do it. You can't just rip one in front of a girl that you just like hung out with like maybe once or twice. And I'm not somebody that paces myself when drinking. 
not like I'll drink a lot, but I won't make a pint of beer last the entire dinner. And I feel like I have to be conscious of how much and how fast I'm drinking this beer so I don't seem like I'm addicted to the beer, so I don't show, like, alcoholic tendencies and scare them off. See, that's the difference between me and you, is that the women you date would, like, have an issue with that. Yeah. But I date I've, I date girls who are former druggies <laughs> and who, who, like, are druggies, too. Like, yeah. Um, I want you to start, uh, if I start using names, I need you to start uh, bleeping names out. <laughs> well, you, just tell me, tell me, like, you know how I say, well, I'll cut that out. Yeah, cut tell me, out. bleep that out, and like, I'll bleep it out. Like, the night that me and... Bleep it out? Yeah. Okay. And, like, <laughs> we're all doing fucking, we're smoking, drinking, doing coke, whippets, like... See, those are the but types these, I would not get involved with. But these are these are girls in their uh, early early to mid twenties. That doesn't is okay. Just turning twenty four, so like, there's no reason. There's obviously this. If know, they, you're giving such detailed descriptions of them, that why even bleep out their names? Yeah. <laughs> she's about five foot three, brunette, and she's just turning twenty four. Her social security number is. It's like, but bleep out her name. To be to be fair, I don't think they listen to the podcast. So it's okay. Right. Um, oh, this is all going on this great preamble. <laughs> I know, oh, yeah. but like, we we like di- we deal with different. With if I like drink a lot on a date, usually or from with a, like someone like it's like oh it's okay because like they they do that like yeah. But like I don't know. Um, and and it's it's not it's because I don't know them, so I don't know if it'll yeah. scare them off. These and, are my friends that I'm trying yeah. to today. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, and I usually do ask them before. Like I went on this one date with that person. Yeah. Well, I'll just say because I'll bleep it out. Yes. And so we go to Miss Saigon. I'm like, do you care if I have a drink? And she's like, no. And then she got a drink too. Thank you for the loco, man. Yeah. It's actually the better, one of the better locos. I've been had. enjoying this. This is kind of, it's been getting a little warm, but it's not getting disgusting. Blue Raz. You can't go wrong with Blue Raz. Blue and Raz together, like those are two good things. Like this blue tastes like candy. This yeah. tastes like melted Blue Raspberry Jolly Ranchers. And it, it gets you a little drunk, you know? That's what's important. Gets you a little loco. That's gets you a little crazy. Hey, orderly. baby, cool. Orderly. What's up? What's going on? That's going to be our segue because I don't know how to segue into Odelay. And you know what? I might cut that part out depending on the length of this preamble. Okay. Because I feel like we got some good stuff about the dates and the homeless food and the feeding the homeless because it's not a bad thing. It's just uh, sometimes I do want my leftovers. Sometimes you want your leftovers. And I know I'm not your only opportunity for food. Yeah. And like, sometimes you have to take various styles. And any, any homeless people out there listening to this right now, uh, which I made a Probably joke. Probably not. Well, no, no, no. Here's the thing. I made a joke one time where there was a guy with a sign. And I'm like, that'd be a really funny, like premise if the homeless started accepting cash app and venmo mm. and one of my friends turns to me he's like yeah homeless people have phones they do and i'm like i know they do but the whole joke is like they accept mobile banking like <laughs> that's kind of funny to think about that a homeless person would yeah that yeah. would be hilarious so i if, might take your homeless card if you ask for a cash app or yeah anything. i feel like you know that's just disingenuous yeah and uh so I'm just thinking, like, hey, if any one of those guys, I'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, uh, I think that calls for an end on that note. <laughs> You should have told me about that because now I just use it. <laughs> no, it's great. Well, did you read the description of the last episode? I'm yes. like, I can't think of anything to write. So on that note. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. You just, you just started saying it. Like, you didn't say it the first, like, season, I think. It was the first uh, interlude that you started saying it a lot. Yeah. Or near the end of the first season. <laughs> I just kind of picked it up. It was yeah. Like, uh hello people of earth people of midgar uh midgard midgard there's a d at the end yeah i mean that's us yeah yeah you gotta represent us shout outs to the other nine realms uh fucking where's thor from asgard yeah shout outs to asgard uh shout outs to people on pluto um all planets and uh regions nationalities, chickens, ducks, elderly people and twerkers, all sorts of people. Hello, this is Hey, That's the Name of the Album. Gabe, Colin, we are here today. We are reviewing Beck. Odele. Odele. One of the last episodes we did, I uh, listed the uh, 10 movies that were topped in 1996. Uh, You're going to do that again? No. Because I can't. Now it's going to be top songs. No. I wanted to ask Top porn stars? No, 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 no. I wanted to ask something a little bit more in your wheelhouse. Top books? No. Who gives a shit about books? Um, You said my wheelhouse. No, there's another wheelhouse that you have. Sports? Who won the Super Bowl? Who won the Super Bowl in 1996? 96. Well, let's see. Was it the 96 season? So technically the Super Bowl was in 97? No, the begin at the end of '96. So the end of the, the '95 season. Well, I can tell you right now, the Buffalo Bills lost that Super Bowl. Rest in peace. Um, I believe '95 mm. season. I I want to say maybe the Cowboys, but I can't remember if they were '93, '94, or '95, or '92, '93, '94. And I don't think they three-peated. I think they were like early 2000s Patriots where there was a year between the repeat. But I'm going to say the 1995 season was the Dallas Cowboys. You are correct. Okay. And uh, January 28th, 1996, in Tempe, Arizona. Yeah. The fucking Dallas fucking Cowboys beat the Steelers. Oh, the Steelers. Okay. It'd be the Steelers. I, uh, fuck the Cowboys. I think this is the last time they won. Yeah, I think so. No, I think they, they might have won in the 96 season. They might, uh, 96, 97. Uh, that's when the Patriots faced the Packers. And the Packers oh, won. so the Packers won. Yeah, I think that's the last time, bro. Yeah, because then the Broncos won the two Broncos in a row. won two in a row, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. And we all know who won in the NBA in 1996 do we though michael jordan and los bulls so here's the here's the thing here's the thing you know what pisses me off about the latin knights that they do in the nba Mm. they're never like the actual spanish name they just say los bulls yeah or los lakers like get the fuck out of here like my fantasy football team name is los osos locos because that sounds fun, and it just translates to the crazy bears. And crazy bears? I don't want to fuck with a crazy bear. If Well, right. But if, like, 
if they had a Latin Knights thing in the NFL, I would be so pissed if they called them the Los Bears instead of the Los Osos. Yeah, you know, would be, that's not real Latin. No, that's, you, like, <laughs> that's like insulting Latin. It's like it's a little Latin, but not really. It's like you know, <laughs> Los close enough. You know, Los is close. Shout out to the Losos way. Um, no, uh, I'm gonna put a decree here because it just happens naturally. Usually, we don't usually do AKAs during the retrospectives. I don't care. <laughs> we can do what we want. It's our podcast. You are true. You yeah. are true. And we've already said our names, so we can't retroactively say exactly retroactively. Retro. I'm near the end of my four locos, so Same. I can't speak right. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Four Locos and Fiji Water. Blue Raspberry Four Locos, which is really good. You guys, if you want to have a, a night where you possibly punch your best friend and have sex with a hooker that you probably shouldn't have. While shouting Odele. While shouting Odele, Odele just passing through. Or the lady's hands on their face. Let's get into this album. I want to give a little background because this is um, one of the choices of me. I love this album. I think this entire retrospective was your choice. Yes, it was. I chose the year. You chose the albums. Yes, uh, I did. No, I chose. I did choose four of the albums. I let the uh, Spice Girls was me, baby. Spice Girls was uh, your idea, and yeah. I let the uh, people decide about the Rage, Rage Against the Machine. I put Nobody up Rage Against the Machine against about Lil the King. people. The people, yes. I care about the people. Rage Against the Machine, Lil' Kim, Fiona Apple, and Cake. I put up a poll, and I asked you guys, which one do you want to see more? And more people asked for Rage Against the Machine. Let me ask you this. We'll take this off air so they don't hear statistics. Yeah, so people, I chose a lot of the albums, and uh, I chose this album because I don't even, I remember a little backstory. When I was uh, 17 years old, I got this book. I was in foster care. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm sorry. We used to, it was, yeah. You want to talk about it? Hard, let's un- let's unpack that. Um, hard times. Yeah. Um, and how they, old were you? I was 17. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, it's not like you were six. I mean, I'm not. I don't mean to downplay everything, but no. 17 I was, I was in foster care. It was yeah. really just like three or four months without my family, just me being by myself and living in. I lived in a. Um, a group home for a second and then i got picked up by a older man oh so this is like an annie thing kind of something like that. yeah but you're black annie no he's blanny black. he was black he was all blackness right it's um, this is blanny you know all of I, it's black when we were in the group home we would go to places they used to take us places to like have fun or whatever oh that sounds Lost. rephrase that yeah to they so took us would, to these houses to have fun. So we could stretch our legs. And no, like no, 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 no. Say take that. Take us to places. They would take us to places like um, fucking get food, go to arcades. We went to more. We're going to go. To, I'm going to do a little bit more uh, backstory here. They used, one time they took us to this bowling alley, right? Yeah. And <laughs> this is one of the first times where like. I felt like I was that nigga because we went to this place. It's called Oops Oops Bowling Alley in Pace, Florida. We went there. We're just bowling and chilling. And I don't remember. This is 2011, okay? Early right. 2011. And I finished high school then. Uh, I was there, and I'm just playing games. And I don't really remember what I did, but somehow I snagged a friendship 
with all with the like three or four white girls. We're all just hanging out and they're all just talking and we're all like like I just became friends with them. Like I made I don't I, I don't know if I made a joke or what or like something, but in the, in the end I ended up getting all three of their numbers. Good for you, dude. <laughs> and like all of them like the the the, the dudes at the foster was like, "You know those girls?" I was like, "Nah." Uh, I do now. Yeah, I know exactly. I was like I was like I know them now. I was like, "Yeah, now I do." And so, like, we would do stuff like that. And so, one time, we went to Books a Million. And uh, I don't remember who it was or what it was. But there was this big fucking book. And it was a Rolling Stone book. And it was, like, best. The Rolling Stone represents the best of the 90s. Our our 90s articles. Pearl Jam. Notorious B.I.G. Smashing Pumpkins. Nirvana. And, like, I was really, really into, like, I was getting into, like, music journalism and, like, the ins and outs of how music was made. And, like, all that shit was, like, super appealing to me at the time. And so I was like, I need this book. Mm-hmm. It was huge. Mm-hmm. Big fucking book. And they gave us, like, they had, like, an, we had, like, an allowance. So I spent my allowance money on that book. And I would read that book every fucking day. Like, I was, like, my favorite thing to do. And... In there, they have like a list of the hundred best albums of the '90s in the back. One of them was "Odelay" by Beck. I'm ruining your story. Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> One of them was "Odelay" by Beck, and I did not. I had never heard of it before. And there was a, and they had an article of Beck talking about the album in the book. And so, I love the way he kind of communicated uh, his situation and how his approach to music was, and where he was as an artist somehow i got an mp3 player and i downloaded the whole album illegally and uh this is 2011 and I, like i started listening to it a lot and like i got really into the album at the time and i was so into it that like I, the my girlfriend at the time uh, i was like yo uh this album is so cool you should listen to it and like i made her listen to it and she basically just did whatever I did. She just thought I was the coolest person. You know those days when you have like a girlfriend that's like in your early teen years and like she thinks you're the coolest fucking person in the world and everything you do she does. And she puts you on a pedestal and then you do one thing against her perceived notion of you in your head and you come crashing down from that pedestal and she freaks out on you, says you've changed and you're like, I haven't changed. I've been me the entire time. I'm sorry I didn't live up to what you put me up to. And then she freaks out, calls you insane and dumps you. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, exactly. She named her pop, her uh, Tumblr blog the New Pollution. Oh wow! Based off of my that's crazy. Based off of my suggestion, yeah, <laughs> that's how much influence I had this on this girl. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't sound so happy when you talk about how much influence you have on a girl. <laughs> yeah, I probably should, but I thought no. it was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how long I've been listening to this album. Like it really touched me during the early uh, period of my life where I was expanding my palette musically. During hard times, I have gone to Odelay as a, a sense of, I don't know, refreshment. Uh, there's a lot of feels on this album, a lot of different tones, different uh, genres that Beck picks from that he just kind of like makes his own mm-hmm. on this album that I've always really appreciated. I feel like... I started really like I listened to it in like 2011, but like as the years went by, I, I still listened to it and I 
more fondly think of this album during like 2014 mm-hmm. when I was uh, living with all my friends and we were just about we were just about to leave that apartment. And like I was telling you on mic, uh, off mic, uh, I was listening to Sissy Nick a lot when I was uh, writing a lot of my early songs in 2014, and just I felt there's there's a uh, I think it's Ramshackle or Ready or no Jackass I would say Jackass has this melancholy 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 where it is a little melancholy. sad. It's a real melancholy feel to it, and it is always like made me feel like bittersweet towards like the past and like uh, moving on. Let me get done. Uh, let me be done rambling. Let me start with our favorite part of the podcast: questions for Colin. I thought it was the Cowboys Super Bowl. I thought that was my question: Who won the Super Bowl in '96? Yeah, we already answered that, but that wasn't part of questions for Colin. Oh, that was just that was just a, that was just quizzing Colin. Yeah, that was just this. You know, I think when we do this, because when we did the 2013 retrospective, we could kind of talk more about it because we were like really alive. But I think it'd just be kind of fun to like look at pop culture things that were happening during those time periods. Yeah. During this time period, when we do like '96, and there's gonna be a point where we do like 1984, like. You know, we don't know anything about 1984. We're Jokes on you! I have a weird, vast knowledge. Ooh, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to doing like 80s retrospectives. You know what the hot movie was in '86? Blade Runner. No, it wasn't. Blade Runner came out in '82, and it was, it was a flop. It was a straight to TV version of Blade Runner. <laughs> you Fuck know, Blade you. Runner didn't do good. In I know that's really crazy, and I oh, I really love it. It's a it, good uh, movie. I have that. I have the box set of that and 2049. Love it. 4K. Oh, I watched yeah. 2049 for the first time in Ohio with my brothers. I'm Dude, it is so good. You know how often I just throw on the soundtrack to that movie? Like the weird cinematic, yeah. like sci-fi sounds. Oh I'm, my god! The fact now with my camera, I'm more. I'm less enjoying films for the dialogue and more for like the way the direction is now I'm like yeah more i'm like i'm noticing that more and more and more and more, and more. i uh i love in parks and rec when uh there there's an episode where they're stuck in a parking garage so he like has a cd catalog and i don't remember this episode. yeah so it's it's when april and ben are working in dc yeah okay that sounds familiar. and then they're trying to go to pawnee yeah to get back and visit for the weekend but they're stuck because there's a presidential motorcade so he has a lot of uh yes, yes, soundtracks yes, yes. I, remember, I, remember, I, remember, I remember that yes, and, yes. He, and he's like you know it's kind of like a mixtape that the <laughs> that the director made for me <laughs> he's so great yeah. adam, adam scott is really really fucking good as ben white uh yeah so we're doing questions for colin now questions for colin Gabe asked questions to colin and he answers them in to a the best way. of his ability yeah uh, yeah. Number one. Now, I don't think you're going to uh, see it the way that I see it. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see a parallel between Beck and Kanye? Because no Kanye album sounds the same. Right. And, and I guess I can't directly answer that because I've never really listened to Beck. I would say... Um, I see a parallel in what he's willing to do differently on the album song wise. Like the first few songs of this album, I did say sounded similar 
But then he just got like really different with a couple of the songs mm-hmm. and then their differentness didn't feed into each other. They just went in a completely different way differently. Yeah. And different way differently. Yeah. Different way <laughs> I understand what you It mean. makes sense though. Um, but I guess that's a little Kanye-ish, but I, I wouldn't say he was as bold or he took as many risks as Kanye did. I agree. I always, when I was first listening to this album, I was like, it was like, who can I compare this to modernly? And I, I, I thought of Kanye just because Kanye dabbles in so many different, and this is a year after Yeezus when I was like super duper 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 into Odalay. Fucking, I was like, this is very Kanye-esque, just the amount of risk. And the fact that this came out in like before it was really cool, I think, to be this much of a risk taker. Yeah, because you listen to like computer rock and you're like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, like 96. 96, I feel like Beck was really ahead of his time. Yeah, what's he know about computers? At that time, it's just screeching of dial up, you know? Yeah, who fucking knows about computers in 96? Yeah. In the fucking 50s, five megabytes like processing power took up an entire room. Fuck that time. Yeah. Um, Yo, fuck the 50s for numerous reasons. For many reasons. Songs like High Five. High Five is just like a fucking uh, a DJ fucking hip-hop song from 1985 and Sissy Neck, which is like a fucking... What'd you call me? You I'm know kidding. what I mean. Sissy Neck, which is like a, a acoustic fucking sad country song. Like, there's so many different... Fucking Derelict, which is like a super, like, very trippy kind of fucking Indian uh, type of song. Like, Beck goes to so many different lanes that, like... This being made in '96 always surprises me. It's like I feel like this album could have been made at any any time. I feel like this album. I feel like Odalay. That's why I like this album so much. I feel like Odalay could work now. And there were yeah. I, when I was listening to it, I did hear like one of the first few songs sounded like Blue Album Weezer, and then a couple things sounded like early 2000s Green Day. Yeah. And it's like you can hear this is '96, but I hear '92. I hear '03. I hear like a lot of stuff. It's, I, that's what I've, I, I love about this album. You hear the past. There's a lot of the past, the present, and what would come in the future, even though Beck didn't know. You know his uh, uh, a famed producer heard this album before he dropped it, and he said, don't drop this. Don't make this album. I hate when producers don't do, do that. this. Have, have you seen Genius yet, the Kanye documentary? Uh, no, I, I need to see that. It's really good. Uh, good things. It's interesting uh, how his friend Cootie was just recording him the entire time. I understand like, why, because Kanye had this ability and this this mystique and this belief in himself. It's like, even if this guy doesn't make it, at least it's just good footage, you know? Yeah, but then there's... Uh, it's crazy. He went into maybe Rockefeller. I forget which was the first one he went to, where he's playing people samples, and he was playing All Falls Down. And they wouldn't listen. No, I'm like it was Rockefeller. Apparently, he would do that a lot. Yeah, like he would play his music to just like he just barge in. And I understand that because you don't know what to do. You just yeah. like I make this great shit. I need to. But get All Falls people. Down. That's a great fucking song. I'm gonna go off on another tangent. I've heard stories about. John Legend, him and John Legend going to bars and doing open mics in LA and John Legend in like 02, 01 doing ordinary people and people not giving a shit. 
Jesus Christ. That's ordinary people. A gra- <laughs> he won a Grammy off of this song. Yeah. And people didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And sometimes people booed, apparently. Jesus Christ. People don't know. If they don't know, people unless like until, names. until it's told to them that it's good, yeah. people don't like it. It's like, oh, you're on a label. Oh, you're on the radio. That, okay. Exactly. And I mean, I kind of see that with like, you know, I see that in Those like day to day stuff. Like, like real music people. Yeah. Like the people who know good shit, they know it's good. Some people don't know good shit until like it's presented. Some people like stuff because of the way that it's presented. And that's that's why I like you and Trey working together because you both respect each other's music like a lot. Yeah. Like Trey loves your shit, you love Trey's shit. And I think you both suck, but that's another story. (laughs) No, I like both of you guys too. Um, but it's just like like eras of hip hop. But yeah, and it's it's different sounds. But you both recognize like, wow, we're both good. Yeah, and it's I like seeing that. Uh, next question: Have you ever had a devil's haircut? I don't know what that is. I don't. I didn't really like absorb the lyrics to that song. Devil's haircut in my mind. Got a devil's haircut. Is that a mullet? No, I think just use context clues. I don't. I have to look up the lyrics. Evil. You don't need to know the lyrics. The, the lyrics of Beck songs are not. But what is the context clues? A devil's haircut. What do you think a devil's haircut? Well, I know be? what a devil's three way is. Yeah, of course you do. Should You've I go been along? Into a bunch of those. Should, yeah, should I go along with those? A no. devil's haircut is where we both. No. I'm going to cut that. We're a family friendly podcast. I, I perceive a devil's haircut as a haircut that you have and you fucking hate it. And you're like, you, you're midway through the cut and you're like, this isn't going to this isn't going to work. But you've already committed to it, and you don't want to go and be like, hey, uh, do this or do that. This is sometimes sometimes you get a haircut so bad well, here's, that you can't do anything about it. I'm is, looking up the lyrics. Is there a lyrics. dictionary about it? No, but I'm looking up the lyrics, and it sounds like a beheading is a devil's haircut. Or dying and having your soul to the devil is a devil's haircut. <laughs> You tell me not to look up the lyrics because you, know, you never look up the lyrics to a Beck song. Well, uh, Beck, I would. He himself says that he's, is a lot of his stuff is just non sequitur, is just like feels. Yeah, I'm no. Going off of him. I feel like, yeah, it is about selling your soul to the devil. And uh, no, I've never had a devil's haircut. But hey, trust me, I, if the devil offered me something cool, <laughs> me and him would. Get a few drinks, you know? Uh, That's this one thing people don't talk about. They're like, would you sell your soul to the devil? I wouldn't. Depending on what he's offering me, probably. There's always a catch, though. I know there's always a catch. You see the... But there's a catch for heaven, also. You see the... There's a catch uh, for everything. The uh, devil in Futurama? Yeah. Yeah, see... But I don't know. He was easily fooled. Uh, that is true. When the him and devil. when him and Fry swapped hands... Yes. And he's like, episode. I can't do anything with these. <laughs> It's a good episode. Yeah, that uh, that whole show is fantastic. Great, great, great fucking show. Great show. It's one of my uh, depressed watches. Where oh, it's just good. like if I have to binge something, it's, it's going to be. It's a good show to watch when you're depressed. It's a yeah. very good show to get your mind off your life. I went through a breakup and I watched The Office one way through, and as soon as I finished the last episode, I restarted the season, season one, episode one, just immediately. And then I did that with uh, Futurama too. It's a good escape. A great escape. Speaking of great escapes, on that note. (laughs) (laughs) 
let's let's go to top five. Let's, let's yeah. You ready for the top five? What's it. your Beck top five song, Gabe? Take it away. Got a top five in my mind. Got the top five in my mind. Got the top five in my mind. That was an easy, easy song to, to replicate. It's like yeah. mind, five, made a rhyme. Whoop. All the time. Uh, <laughs> fucking honorable mention. Yes. What's your honorable mention? What's your it HM, was baby? really hard to come up with an honorable mention. Right? Because this album kind of sucked. No. Because <laughs> uh, there's so many. Uh, I want to. We made a thing to not make every song an honorable mention. Right. I want to give a shout out. If you're going to do this, I'm going to shout out some least favorites. Go ahead. Uh, I want to shout out Derelict because that's a cool song. And uh, Devil's Haircut is a cool song. They just did not make the... uh, And I think Ready Made made is a cool song too. Devil's Haircut is in my top five. It's a cool song. It's not in my honor Mitchell or top five though. (laughs) It's cool, but fuck you, Colin. Uh, Six, uh, honorable mention, The New Pollution. Okay. I love the uh, saxophone. Yeah. It feels like I'm in a. If I feel like it's Beck and like a cool jazz band, kind of just riffing and having like a good time. It's a. I a really. Like I said, my ex girlfriend made it her fucking blog post. Her right. fucking name of her Tumblr. That's how much I enjoyed this song when I, when I first like heard it before. It's, I love the do 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 the Napoleon Dynamite sounds. <laughs> I heard that. I'm glad you brought that up because when I was listening to the song, I'm like, this sounds like the beginning of Napoleon Dynamite. Not like the intro music, but like him waiting for the bus, yes, and then when he yes. gets on the bus. When that movie first came out, that movie first came out, I went to go see it with my brother and my mom. My mom went to go see Anchorman. Me and my brother went to go see Napoleon. And when the movie opens up and it's just his face and he's waiting for it, the whole theater erupted in laughter. It was such a fucking funny movie immediately. Yes. Like immediately. Like he didn't say a line. Yeah. No lines. Just him. We died. I knew. That's when I knew it was special. I knew it was special. That's a special movie, bro. It really is. Um, number five, Minus. Oh, that's in my top five. I used to not like it because it was so short. But, like, I don't know what it was. Sometime, at some point, I just, like, listened to it, and, like, it just, like, really stayed with me. It's so punk rock and aggressive, and the karaoke, and the, the, like, background vocals. It's, like, a real, like, rock, rock, rock song. Yeah. Where, like... I think it, that's why I really appreciated it, because I do, like, really, like, rock, rock songs, It's like know? It's, like, probably the most straightforward rock song on the album, yeah. I would say. And it's, like, it's... Short and sweet to the point, and it, it works really well. That's why it's my number five. If it was a little bit longer, I'd probably put it um, higher. I love the I love the riffs. I love the voice, the voices that goes along with it, and the way it just kind of falls apart at the end. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun song. Uh, number four. Uh, I was just talking about it. Jackass. That's uh, in my top five. I feel like we're gonna have the same a similar top five. It feels like a song at the tail end of the of a romantic movie where the guy and the girl are uh distant from each other and the guy has made a mistake and the girl is sad and he's like thinking about the things he's about to be on the train station or on the airport he's about to leave her like 
you know that you know that point in the romantic comedy where you know the male character has to go back and do a grand gesture to uh, win back his Renee Zellweger, his Reese Witherspoon, his who, Renee what Zellweger, Zellweger, uh, oh, okay. you know, whatever. Uh, imagine if Renee Zellweger was black, she'd be Renee Zellweger. Um, Dude, we dodged a bullet on that one, right? I mean, <laughs> man. <laughs> The internet would have <laughs> torn her to pieces. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Oh. But yeah, Jackass makes me feel all sorts of ways of like sadness and bittersweetness and melancholy. 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 That's the word. Yeah. I always have a... Uh, <laughs> it's was saying melancholy. It's, it's time for word. our next segment. Sound it out. Oh, I always have issues sounding out words. Yeah, uh, that's yes. the Four loco, baby. That is definitely the Four loco. Ever since we started drinking Four locos, we've had to introduce this segment. It, it's the Locos, man. The yeah. Loco. Uh, number three. High five. More dead than alive. Uh... This song reaches. This song is like a a, a white boy going to a, a Run DMC concert and being inspired. Honestly, it was one of my least favorite honorable mentions. Honorable mentions to be a least favorite, yeah. not my least favorite. I'm not a fan of that sound. I'm sorry. I get it. It's, it's not for everybody. It's like it is the white hip hop era that I just really didn't like. Outside of the BC Boys, because they did like I think only a few art, white artists could really pull it off. Yeah, everything else sounded too like we have to jump on this trend now type thing. Yeah, and I know? think this is definitely one of those songs that, that producer that didn't like the album probably didn't like because there's, yeah, there's, there's just there's a lot of this album is like fragments of samples and fragments of ideas all cobbled together. Yeah, and I think High Five is one of those songs, but I think it's one of the songs that makes that works really well. Uh, apparently, he worked with his producer on the first album with Loser. Yeah, the first album that was big. This is like his fifth album. Yeah, um, those he worked with those producers on like three or four songs. That's where you get like Ramshackle, and then he worked with a new uh, set of producers, the Dust Brothers, to create the rest of this album. Uh. So that's why there's a little bit of the kind of like difference in like. The way that those songs are, but I think High Five is a weird a, one of my favorite weird songs on the album. It's hip hop, but it's not really hip hop. It's Beckish, but it's not really Beckish. But it always the hey, turn that off, get the other record. Damn, High Five, more dead than a lot. I love that break, it's so fun, it's so funny to me. Uh, I like that song, great song. Uh, number two. Yeah. Lord only knows. I told Colin the story. I played Lord only knows at my job at Sprint back in like 2016, and the screaming part of Beck scared everyone in the store. And then it, you know, the stringy guitar comes in, and it becomes a country song. You only got one finger left, and it's pointing at the door. Super enjoyable song. It makes me feel like. Like things are gonna be okay after a hard time. Yeah, That's it was very soothing. Me I mean, it's in my top five, it, so I agree. It's a good fucking song. Lord only knows when it's getting late. You know, I don't really like uh, country music, but the way I know when we first started this podcast, you're like, "Yeah, we can choose anything except country." Exactly. 
I, I don't know if I actually said that. I you did. You did. Um, but I'm going to, you know, we're going to look at some Waylon Jennings or Johnny Cash. Like, that's okay country to me. I'm, I, I hate I hate the arena country that's going on now that's, like, really popular. But, you know, s- those guys, I don't mean to sound like a fucking hipster, but Waylon Jennings and, like, that era, that's palatable country to me. Throwing your two big cares down the drain. I don't know, something really comforting about this song that makes me feel, like, warm and at home, you know? Make, yeah. It, it comfort me, comforts me, you know? Yeah. It feels like music to listen to post, like, may, you, maybe you just got done moving and you're very um, sad about leaving your hometown, leaving your friends. Drinking you know? beer, eating pizza. Yeah. Throwing your two big hairs down the drain. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, least favorite. Here it uh, is, baby. What you got? Ramshackle. Very, I think it's a dope song, actually, but it's too slow and it is too country, too acoustic, a little bit too much for me in that area. I'm not very big into that. Lord Only Knows and uh, songs like Lord Only Knows and Sissy Neck and Jackass, they have elements of Ramshackle, but there's so much more to it. Ramshackle is very bare uh, by the bones. And it's actually the real Ender track. And I understand it has like this uh, weight to it. And it's a good, I think it's a good album Ender, but not an enjoyable song, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I say I never really listen to Ramshackle whenever I always skip Ramshackle. So, not one of my favorite songs. Uh, give me now... a drum roll for number one. Sissy Nick. Interesting. Okay. I got a and a rhinestone life and some good old boys. I'm riding my hand on a $3 bill in the evening time. Don't talk to me if you're looking for somebody to cry on. Just an enjoyable song. Some really cool, like, quotables. I love the guitar in this fucking song, man. Yeah. It's another one of those melancholy songs, man. And it makes you feel bad and good. <laughs> it's it's bittersweet. I think a lot of the songs on here are really sad and have like really like they tap in. I think that's one of the things that this album is really good at. Tapping into like the base of like those emotions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can splinter off and think about so many different things that have happened in your life. Mm. That this these songs kind of bring up those feelings for, I think I just uh, I I think Sissy Neck is one of the first songs that like I've like heard off of this album that like made me realize how much more uh, this album was than what it what I originally thought. But it's funny because we didn't mention where it's I didn't mention where it's at like the big song on here. I think the song is so much better than wear it out and better than devil's haircut these two songs that were like the okay. well hey give it time you know i still got my top five exactly uh i just think i just think it's classic but i think this song could be made now and be successful mm-hmm. i think that's why i like so many of these songs on this album are great for 96 but i think you could put them in 86 no those are completely different sounds not all not all the songs okay some of the songs a lot of the songs like i feel like high five could work in 86 
I feel like maybe I feel like Sissy Neck could have worked in '76. If, if say if I think I think if uh, Linda Ronstadt could do Sissy Neck, if somebody wrote Sissy Neck for Linda Ronstadt, I feel like she could have do it. I feel like she could have done like Ready Made or uh, Ramshackle. Yeah, I think a lot of these she songs... probably could have done Devil's Haircut if we're being I honest. Actually, I think she could have done that too. Actually, yeah, that's a very Linda song, you know. That's what I I think this album is really at its strongest is the fact that because he goes to so many different pockets mm. and so many different like genres, this album can work in any any decade, any dimension. It can work. It's very interdimensional. Interdimensional. What's your uh, top five, buddy? All right. You ready for my honorable mention? Yes, sir. I'm going to give you uh, honorable mention of the honorable mention. The one that didn't quite make the honorable mention, but I sought to bring it up. Something about Hot Wax that I really like. Hot Wax is dope. Yeah. Hot Wax is a dope song. Yeah. I just um, recently came around to that song. It That and this one are two that when we were listening to it on our listen-throughs, I stopped and I looked at the name of it because I had to like see what it was called. They didn't make my top five because I liked other songs more, but my real honorable mention is where it's at. Nice. I really... That's a good That's a good honorable mention. Yeah. It's, it's a fun song. I liked listening to it. It... Got two turntables and a microphone. Yeah. A song that I think could work in the 80s. I yeah. Think. And it's one of those ones, like, I was working on some stuff while we were doing our listen-throughs. It made me stop what I was working on. And, I mean, a lot of songs did. At least five other ones did. Yes. <laughs> but that was one of them. I want to you know? talk a little bit more about, uh, even though it's not in your top five, Hot Wax. I love the lethargic way that it's delivered. Yeah. Like it's just like a really chilled, like country ish type of song, and the back, the backing vocals are like, like it's, it's like a mix of an old school country song with a little bit of tink of like new school like aesthetics of alternative music. Yeah. So I really I I'm happy that you mentioned Hot Wax. It's a dope track, and where it's at is a really good honorable mention because it's a dope song. I just can't. In my eyes, I just couldn't put it in my top five. You That's know? fair. And me neither. That's why it's an honorable mention. What's your number five? My number five is Jackass. Love the movies, like the song, you know? Yes. My number, Chilling, my number four, you're not going to like this. Sissy Neck. Oh! I, I like the song. I mean, it's in my top five. It's not the number one overall for me, though. I get it. I think Sissy Neck is a crazy number one, but it's just personally for me. Right. You know? This whole podcast is personal preference. Personal. What, what, our, what our listeners need to realize is you're allowed to disagree with us, and we don't give a fuck because exactly. this is all personal preference. It's all personal. The thing is, like, people, when I try to tell people about our podcast, oh, I, I've never listened to the album. Who cares? Yeah. Just listen to the show. Maybe it'll encourage you to listen to that. It, That's you know, the point. You know what's crazy? When I posted, I shared your post about the Drake episode. Joel was like, oh, you know, I've never really listened to Drake. Maybe this will get me to listen to him. Exactly. Yeah. That's what the show is for. Like, these albums, a lot of these albums mean a lot to me. But maybe, so maybe I can explain to you, if you've been on the fence, maybe me and us, me and you talking about it will convince you to, like, okay, maybe I'll give this a try. Yeah. And we don't ever do albums. that We haven't done anything that's like an hour and, you and know 30 what? minutes yet. I feel like, if anything... Our Black Sabbath one will get people to listen to Black Sabbath. Yes, because we had such a spirited debate about yeah. it, about it. We had such strong feelings about the album. Yeah, I really hope that people do, and I want people to 
come to me or come to you and talk about what they did and didn't like if they agree with me or they disagree with me or they agree with you or disagree with you. I just want to open up discussion about I I, I brought it up to somebody and I'm like, he is letting the way Apple Music, blah, 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 you know, our whole debate. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, and he said some of these songs are just noise. And the dude stopped me and he's like, this dude really thought The Wizard was just noise? Like, <laughs> The Wizard is a good song. And I, anyway, that's in the past. I don't think that's a bad song either. I right. Think. You just couldn't understand what he was saying. And yes. I, I think it's the most intelligible songs he's on that album where Let's you can't. Let's not go down this all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> It's the four loco. You it's know? the loco. Uh, so number three. It's number four. Number four was Sissy Neck. Okay, number three. Number three is Minus. Okay. We have yeah. almost basically the same time. <laughs> right. That's what I was saying. Like, you're you're not going to hate this. Number two, Devil's Haircut. I think that was our only difference. Yeah. It was I like Devil's Haircut enough to be in the top five and to be the second on my list. And my number one, oh. after my least favorite. What was, your number? what was your least favorite? My least favorite. You know, there's two. Uh, it was the honorable mention least favorite that I already talked about. High five. Yeah. Yeah. That just didn't do it for me. The other one that really just annoyed the shit out of me, and like, why the fuck would you have this as your ender to the album? Computer rock. Oh, he, you took, I I usually we usually don't uh, put those super small ones as like a bad one. So I was. Was surprised. it a super small one? Yeah, computer rock's like thirty seconds. Oh, really? Forty-three seconds, dude. It is forty-three seconds, but it made me think it was like a two and a half minute song. <laughs> Like I, I fucking hated no, that. I thought you were gonna say Novocaine, which I was. Gonna you know, I feel that I don't. It's one of those limbo songs where it's like I like the song, but I hated how it ended. Yeah. So I didn't have it as honorable mention. I didn't have it as least favorite because when I know the vocals and everything are ending, I can just skip the rest of it. So it's a limbo song for yeah. me. But so if that's like the case, because it's like a. A fucking copy paste of High Five. There's things that are on Novocaine that are on High Five, and I think High Five is a much better song than Novocaine. Yeah. So, really, since I didn't realize Computer Rock was a 43 second song, then it's going to be High Five tied with Computer Rock because I just have to talk about how annoying fucking Computer Rock is. <laughs> it's so annoying. I didn't realize it was only 43 seconds it's of annoyance. It's such a cool name for a song, and then it dis- disappoints. You know? Yeah. I feel it. Um, right, you're number one. Let's give you a drum roll. Lord only knows. Hell yeah. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. Lord only knows that it's getting late. Great song. Great song. Decent album. What do you grade it? Uh, eight and a half. I I love this album. I think the songs that work really well work amazingly well, and I don't think there's anything on here. The worst thing about this album is I don't think there's a really uh, sense of uh, cohesiveness. I would right. say it's a very cohesive album, but all the songs work so well and are so like the songs that are really good are really really great, and even songs that I don't love, they for the most part the worst thing that they do is bore me. They don't bore me in an offensive way, you know. So I think uh, yeah, I give it an eight and a half. Very strong album. And for our listeners out there, when he gave his grade, I threw my notebook across the room. Because uh, I do, I think eight and a half is way too high for this album. I don't hate it, but it's a very mid album. 
So I'm going to give it a mid score. I gave it more of a mid score earlier, but then by the third listen through, I bumped it up 0.25. Yeah. So I give it a 7.75. I think that's a good, I think that's a good score. I feel like that's a fair score. That's a very fair score. I think, I think because I, you have to, you have to understand, I've been listening to this album for a decade. Yeah. So it means there's a lot of emotion and a lot of uh, nostalgia that is, goes into it. And like, and then the album still hits for me. You know, mm. and add on to the nostalgia. That's why I gave it such a, mm. a, a highest score. I was originally going to give it like an eight point seven five, but I was like, "There's not enough, like really, really." There's not if I would say we if, would cancel the podcast if you gave it that high really? of a score. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I could trust your opinion on anything at that. No, point. you have to understand. Like you have to understand, you're a vast minority. This album is in a lot of best of list for the 90s like this is like a very acclaimed uh, i just i kind of feel like i did about a teenage dream a little bit i don't think it's a strong album but i like some of the songs on there okay but like all of it together not in the eights for me i can see that yeah uh okay so uh i love this album but i actually don't think it should be in the corridor of greatness. Yeah, I can't think of any song or any piece that should be in the corridor like, of greatness. I love, I love Sissy Nick and I love Lord Only Knows, but those are all very personal for me. That's why that, that's where that love comes from. I don't think other people would find like I don't think this album is so great that it's like universal, universally relatable to right. everyone. And I think that's something that helps something to go into the corridor of greatness. Maybe. Yeah. So, no quarter of greatness, nope. but I don't think it takes anything away from this being a solid, wonderful album. Uh, or a decent look. album. A good <laughs> listen. I think it's a great listen. It's a wonderful listen. If you've never heard it before, check it out. And so, I'm going to do a little future stuff, because we already know uh, what we're going to do for season three. Are we already talking about that? We're It's episode two of the retrospective. Let's save season three stuff for... The last episode of the retrospective. Okay, I, I originally wanted this to be the last episode of the retrospective. And you jumped it up to episode two. I thought it was going to be episode three. Yeah, we could, we could, we could, we could change it around. But hey, we can't change it around. We can, we can keep, we, we can change it. We can make Odalay the second. Yeah. One after that's what I mean. Okay. But originally, it was going to be the last, but okay. we can change it around. That's okay. Um, I'm just excited about season three. I chose a lot of stuff that I had never heard before, stuff that I had always, I've always heard about, and you know, we will see. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do next because things are out of order, and so, it's only episode two. And it's like only- we can't mention the Jay Z album and not release this as episode two when Jay Z is supposed to be episode two. You yeah, know exactly. So now we have to release this as episode two. Okay, this will be episode two. The, the Jay Z will be. The episode three. Maybe. Maybe it'll be a long-running joke where we just keep delaying the Jay-Z oh, we album. Oh, we gotta listen to the <laughs> No, no, no. We'll record it, but we're gonna keep release it. Nice. Yeah, and every episode after that, we're just gonna be like, I know we said we were gonna release the Jay-Z album this week, but... So, on that note, for Colin, Gabe, hug your teachers, tell them that you love them. If don't. You don't. I, I work at a college. Do not hug your teachers. Hug your teachers. No. If you're a young person, hug your teacher. Do not. Shake your teacher's hand. I'll cut uh, that out. Exactly. No. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, tell your loved ones that you love them. Uh, tell your girlfriend that you love them, or I will. I'll be in her DMs. 
And um, maybe tell your boyfriend you love them also, or Gabe might secretly tell them I too. Might secretly be gay. Who knows? I mean, uh, I, I probably cut that out of the <laughs> preamble, <laughs> so they're just gonna think that's some wild that's shit some we wild just said. <laughs> uh, tell everybody that you love that you love them. Life is short, or it's long, but you know, tell people, give people their flowers before they hey, leave. Hey, you know what, Gabe? I love you, and I love doing this podcast with you, buddy. Thank you. It's yeah. good. All right. See you guys later. Bye. I don't mean to. I don't mean to sound like a bitch, but I said I love you and I appreciate you, and you just said that's good. Bye. <laughs> I love you too. I love you too. It's too late. The outro is already playing.